Welcome to Hashtag All Podcast Matter presents APM Classic Movies. <laughs> so insert our spinning insert spinning logo. Yes. Uh, it's in black and white and there's a a, a kitten. And like Trump is coming in and shit like that. Um We did Boys in the Hood. I'm super excited. This one yeah, my favorite we movies. We can just jump in. Favorite movies of all of all time. I have a new appreciation for this movie because I haven't seen it. Like I haven't like sit and annotate and analyze a movie this movie. And so like this is like it's crazy to watch this movie as an adult. It is. There's a, there's a lot in it but uh, that, of course, you miss as a kid. And there's a lot in it that he was talking about, what, 91? So, what, 20 years ago? 20, 26 years ago? Yeah. It's, 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 uh, same same movie. Very same movie. very different seeing this with like, no Jerry uh, adult eyes. <laughs> no Jerry Curls. That's it. This is James. This movie opens in 1984, South Central Los Angeles. With, with a, somebody giving the finger to a, a Ronald Reagan poster. Yeah. I, I definitely didn't notice that back then. Fuck Ronald Reagan and know why this little kid and like even the little kid didn't know why he was doing that. But John Singleton did that for a reason. Fuck Ronald Reagan. Just just from the jump saying, you know, hey, this is created by the government. So we get on Trey on a different side of South Central, I guess. And so he's walking to school with his friends. He's like, y'all want to see something? And I thought it was a dead body, but a little too early. And we just picture Ronald Reagan hanging up, and the kid gives a finger to it, and then they see like blood matter and shit. But then, all right, cut to school. Kids in school, and a teacher is you see, giving. You see, Trey drawing a superhero on his desk. Nah, nice ass superhero, it's, which is pretty good considering his age. Mm-hmm. Uh, teacher giving uh, some bullshit speech about why you know Thanksgiving and everything like that. Trey makes a joke, and the class starts laughing, and a whole class. And the teacher's like, "Who said that?" And the whole class snitched on Trey. Just raising snitches up. I'm like, I'm like, damn, you guys, you guys aren't down for the cause at all. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to protect, protect the, protect them. And so, um, insert white lady trying to say teaching in the black neighborhood was uh, was like Trey. Do you want to get him keep class? And Trey's hella smart. You can tell he's hella smart. <laughs> yeah, he's ready. He's like, yeah, I got, I got my keynote speech ready. I'm ready to exactly. get my, I got a, a small microphone. And do mm-hmm. my the first TED talk ever in '91. Mm-hmm. I mean '84 at this point. And so. Uh, Trey gets up and gives a abrupt a, a short speech on all y'all motherfuckers is from Africa. Even this white lady, uh, my Mexican Panawan right there, he's from Africa. The one uh, Chinese person that lives in the ghetto, no Korean person that lives in the ghetto because they own the liquor store, she's from Africa and everybody. And then I love this movie because I like watching the movie because you see where we got a lot of shit from. And so then the one kid was like, "I'm from Africa. I'm from Crenshaw Mafia." And I was like, "Ha." Yeah. And he's like, you from Africa. And he's like, you from Africa, you African booty scratcher. And Trey ain't never been a punk. I guess he wasn't a punk as a child. But Trey ain't never been a punk. So he just takes off. He beats him with a hit and they have a fight. And then cuts back to Trey walking home. And his okay. mom's on the phone. I like this, like, the exposition. We see, like, Trey walking home. And, mm-hmm. and uh, see people having a dice game. Mm-hmm. While we're hearing, like, the audio from... Uh, Angela Bassett or Reva Styles in the movie having a conversation mm-hmm. with the with Trey's teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, well, she was like, Trey's very smart and everything. She was like, all right. And then she was like, uh, is there something going on at home? And she's like, what a bitch? Ain't any of your business. She was like, do you have a job? I was like, God damn, white people are so bold back in the day. <laughs> and so Trey comes in and she was like, remember what we talked about? If you keep acting up, we just gonna I'm gonna send you to live with your your daddy. And she shows him the contract that he signed, and so she was like, "All right, fine, you're going with your daddy." First point 
in the movie, I'm like, God damn. Um, so he gets on with Daddy. Uh, and then there's a scene where him and Furious Style comes in. Which Furious Style is possibly the greatest name in the history of film. I like how do you name your kid Furious? Like, that's like that's the gangster's name ever. Like, I always thought Bishop was the gangster's name ever, but name your son Furious is kind of like yeah. I hope there's like another meaning that doesn't mean fucking pissed off, because he wasn't. He wasn't even an angry black man in this movie. He was just a woke ass woke ass dude. But there's a conversation about uh, the mom finally giving up, uh, not giving up, giving Trey to his father, and she was like, "You always said it." it you know, I can't teach him to be a man, which is still to this day. It's like, I love my mama. I was raised by my mama. I still have my daddy in the picture, but it's like, you need a man to raise a fucking man, period. Just saying. And like, this is at a time where like a lot of like, until the day women is like, I don't need you in this nigga. Like, like, like people don't understand that men raise men. Everybody can't raise a man. And everybody ain't mad enough to raise a man. I'm like, yeah, there's some good, there's some moms, single moms that do good, but it's like you still miss having a positive male role model in your thing. You need that shit, or you ain't gonna be right. Which is what we see a lot, like just in the scene. Not mm-hmm. we throughout the whole movie, just a lot in this scene because mm-hmm. we see that uh, little Doughboy and and little uh, Ricky, little Chris, Chris. Little, little Chris. They're they're already there. Yeah. They're just hang- I think they were just hanging out with Furious. Mm-hmm. Just because he was probably dropping some knowledge on him before he, exactly. before he, he was, was pulled up. Shit. He was shooting the shit. Yeah. Teaching him how to play Spades, Tonk, and all that shit. I remember in the early 90s when like all black media had uh, college shirts on. Mm-hmm. That, that happens in this movie, too. There's some kids playing in the street, and one of the kids wearing the USC shirt. I think Trey has on a Georgetown shirt at this point. Mm-hmm. Which I think he's been wanting to go there for like his whole life, basically. Yeah. He ends up going to Morehouse, but whatever. That was popping back then. Anyway, so uh, we get it. Have a conversation. And then we... Uh, meet lifelong friends of Doughboy. Well, well, Doughboy was his best friend. He was like, he was so happy to see Doe. Um, and then he was like, hey, Chris, you remember uh, Trey? He was like, yeah, you the one with all them comic books. He's like, this got uh, more, more, more comics than a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Which is uh, one of my favorite lines in the movie. Because like, it's not like super important to the character, but mm-hmm. it just has a little bit of nuance. Mm-hmm. Also, um, And uh, Doughboy taught me that, you know, uh, as a chubby last game kid, that could be anything. Doughboy was not like him. <laughs> <laughs> this movie taught me: don't worry, kids. If you're back, you're dark skinned as a child. You can grow up to be a <laughs> handsome, light skinned man. <laughs> um, uh, a lot of times, I I was going back and forth between "Don't be a menace" in this movie. <laughs> like my the alter the timelines are skewed for me, and so like I I've seen like Fury like uh, Trey's mama, and he's like, "When am when are you gonna come back?" And she was like. Um, you know, just just temporary, but I I also heard um Vivica Fox saying, "Now you know there ain't no place for no strong black woman in these movies." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, damn." Um Oh, well, first I want to say that Trey's mom can't drive before she pulled up on the house, <laughs> but we get back to there. So, Trey's living at home. Um and then Did you did you ever ride a skateboard? Yeah, like that too. Like 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 Chris wrote it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I didn't own one, but I wrote it like Chris wrote it. But remember this is eighty four and everybody did have skateboards. Remember skateboards, this is the first this is skateboards always come back. They'll leave and come back. Like the last time skateboards came back, this is I this is this might have been the longest time skateboards have been in. Like skateboards didn't go away this time. 
Yeah, I feel like they came back in like. It, came, it was like, popping in, in the eighties. Like, in like two thousand, they came back or something. Mm-hmm. It was popping in the eighties, and it was had, we had one when we was in the nineties and stuff like that. And then they they're just here to stay. Rollerblades didn't come back or roller skates. Oh, rollerblades are RIP. I had some rollerblades. <laughs> I lost my, um, I lost my elbows a couple times. <laughs> and so there's a scene where Fury starts the whoop. I'm gonna make you a man. You got to clean up all these leaves. And so he raked a whole yard. It took him forever to rake up that whole yard. Is, he, he he was out there for like two or three days. Yeah, <laughs> he aged and shit. He comes back and then like he looks in the mirror and there's some fucking prop leaves. <laughs> and then Furious uh, goes over the house rules again. And again, I'm like flitch, switching back between "Don't be a menace" because he's like, "Well, what are you gonna do? I gotta do nothing to pay bills." And he's like, and "Then I think of "Don't be a menace." I gotta do nothing. My mama take care of me. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to teach responsibility. And so, cuts to the scene where everybody sleep, and the windows open because don't nobody own AC ever. I don't own AC. Shit. If you lived in the house, you didn't have AC. Um, and I like then how, I like how we see like uh, the different dynamic between like uh, Doughboy's mom, mm-hmm. and then we see it like at Trey's house because she's she's just like berating him, telling you like Doughboy, you ain't shit. You ain't oh never, no, that was after this. Scene. You ain't never gonna be shit. We had the gun. We had the shooting scene. That was first. That was after this. All right, so it's like somebody. Well, they didn't break in. The nigga climbed in through an open window, and Furious hears it. <laughs> well, I guess he entered. He didn't break though. Yeah. He, he he entered. He trespassed. That was more trespassing. Yeah, yeah. That was a trespassing charge at at most. If if he didn't take anything, so Furious can tell the difference between his son going to the bathroom and an intruder because fucking Trey almost got blasted. And Furious, he's not used to people living with him. So so Furious hears something, hears somebody breaking through shit, and oh, he no. comes up. I oh, know, he saw him through the mirror. Yeah, then he saw him through the mirror. And then he tries to perforate the motherfucker and scares the shit out of Trey. And then we get another message. So he calls the police, and it takes him an hour to get there, and they're all nonchalant eating and shit. And so he's like, man, I called y'all like an hour ago. And white cop is like, hey, we're LAPD. And then black cop's like, did I ask you, boy? And so, like, we see him cooning out and, like, you know, tap dancing for the white cop officer, Sheriff. which was a cool. <laughs> Sheriff Joe Clark in his younger years. Man. Which was, like, another fucking, like, thing that's happening, like, how back then in L.A., like, black cops had to show off for their white cops. You know, like, oh, I'm one of y'all. You know, fuck these niggas and everything like that. I wish they, I'd kill all myself, niggas. Yeah, Singleton said dude, he wanted to show something a little more complex than just having, like, an angry white cop there. Mm-hmm. Because they don't care. Like, I don't live here. <laughs> and uh, he said he actually met that dude on the set of uh, Dark Man. Remember that movie? Mm-mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the like, superhero movie? Yeah. With, <laughs> Sing- Singleton. It's a, good, it's a good movie, actually. You should watch mm-hmm. it. But Singleton was an extra in that movie. And uh, he directed Boys in the Hood years later. Come up. And so we see the response between... Uh, um, I guess they wouldn't shoot niggas back then because he was giving the cop hella lip. And so, but we saw how of a strong person talks to a cop. He's like, nah, bro, you, you're you not punking me because you have a gun. And fuck you, suck my dick. He didn't say all that, but basically he did. So then the next morning we see the, the we open up with Trey walking over to Doughboy's house. And then we see uh, Kim Wayans. I mean, <laughs> Doughboy's mom just telling him she ain't shit. You just like your daddy. I hate you. So that that kind of explains like why she doesn't like him probably because she sees a lot of uh, her ex in him. Mm-hmm. And so he comes back 
And, no, and then she was like, who's that nappy head boy on my porch? And she goes out. And this was the scene from Friday. <laughs> Tell your daddy. I said, hey. So she was like, how come your daddy don't come around no more and stuff like that? Anyway, so. It's like, your daddy still got that little girlfriend? <laughs> and so, um, Doe, they go pick up Chris with Ricky. And he told Ricky, he told Ricky not to bring that goddamn ball. But anyway, Ricky had to bring that ball. And Ricky has no hands. Ricky has no hands. Hey, he that shows that he works. <laughs> he worked. He yeah, worked. You got it. You got it. You see. You see what Singleton was trying to say is that we're not we're not born natural athletes. You uh-huh. have to, we have to work with this shit. Yeah. And so they go walk in to pick up little Chris, and little Chris lives in a different neighborhood. And it, little little Chris neighborhood's way rougher. <laughs> so they walk to pick up little Chris, and he's like, "You the iconic scene. Y'all want to see a dead body?" And so they go see a nigga that gets smoked, and then the neighborhood. I'm not gonna call them drug dealers. Neighborhood colorful fellows come over and ask to play with Ricky's ball very nicely. They were uh they're probably waiting for somebody to pick the body up. Mm-hmm. And they were like, uh, y'all need to get out of here. Like, y'all don't need to see all this. You're just traumatized. Y'all need to stay in school, you know. Don't sell rocks and don't gangbang. And see, this is this is before uh Sharif found found the Lord. <laughs> I mean Allah. Um, so they start playing catch with the ball, and the kids were being actually they were being a little bit impatient. They just want to play a little catch. It's like we want to pay at least fifteen minutes to catch. Y'all ain't got shit to do, y'all kids. This this actually happened to me before. You, you just you just gotta wait it out. It's yeah. fine. It's fine. I didn't get I didn't get beat up. <laughs> okay. It's like uh, you guys, I gotta go home and I get in trouble with my ball. And they're like, oh, okay, I got it a little good. I do have enough money to buy an old ball. Why am I picking on kids? And so you see, Doughboy, who always had heart, he was like. I'm getting your ball back, even though I told you not to bring this fucking ball. And so he's like, give my brother ball back. And, you know, he gets pimp slapped because he kicks a dope, drug, I mean, a guy Sh- in, Shreve. Shreve in the ankles. He gets pimp slapped. And then Doughboy's mad. But then Street Hood number two is like, man, here. Here's your balls. And it's showing, hey, we're not animals down here. We just wanted to play catch and shit yeah. like that. He was going to give him the ball back. Yeah, he's like, listen, don't crush the kids' dreams, man. Exactly. I have dreams. Let's stop being dicks to these guys, all right? We're, we're, we we have a responsibility to these guys, you know? We didn't grow up with fathers and shit like that. Anyway. I was curious, because uh, young Ricky looks a lot like Eddie Winslow. Mm-hmm. So I looked it up, and it was like, that is Eddie Winslow's brother. <laughs> um, I always thought that Doughboy had the best curl in his whole movie when he got older, but little Chris's curl was immaculate. It, it was. That shit was amazing. He could have sold that. Yes. Just let your soul um. <laughs> After that, uh, they're a little bit uh, dejected, and Doughboy's like, "I wish I could have killed that motherfucker." So we kind of see like his origin story. <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was a good origin. Um, then he was like, "I gotta get home because I gotta go fishing with my dad." And then he goes fishing in the L.A. River, I guess. <laughs> and they're talking about you know life, and then I go back. You ever drink a drive, man? That shit's fun. <laughs> Um, and so he's having uh, Trey recite the three things that you need to do to survive, you know, respect and give respect. And if you didn't respect, you fucked him, shoot him in the toe. And then he was like telling Trey why he went to the army. And he said, black man has no place in the army. That stuck with me to this day. Fuck that. And Lawrence, and at this point, I realized how much of a majestic voice that Lawrence Fishburne has. Mm-hmm. And I just started like thinking of his great quotes. Mm-hmm. All, all that you know is at an end from when he was a silver surfer. Oh, yeah, he was. And so then we get to the car scene uh, where this blows the movie wide open. Uh, Furious Star starts singing, ooh, child, things are going to get better. And then I realized that Furious Style is, was a father figure to Star-Lord. 
How does it fit in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, though? Several ways. Okay. Which I'll tell you later. Uh, oh, wait. <laughs> as, as, how? As, how? You, I just asked a question. You got to tell it now. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, clearly, the uh, steel balls that... Uh, oh, wait. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I have, I'll, I'll, I'll fit them in as we go along. All right. I, I'll ask the question later. No, 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 Don't no, make no, me forget. No, no. I have one right now. Okay. Because when we fast forward to mm-hmm. 1991, that's the same year that Hydra wakes up the Winter Soldier to kill Tony Stark's parents. Ooh. Coincidence? I think not. Mm-hmm. Boys in the Hood confirmed same universe as MCU. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, you got them. You got them triggered in your thing, so yep, you're not gonna yep, get Yep, they're, right. they're in there. Um, so then we fast forward to childhood's over, and now they're all 16, 17, 18, 17, 18. <laughs> oh yeah, well when they get back from uh, listening to Ooh Child, we see uh, little Chris and Doughboy get arrested because it said they're going to the store to get something and they didn't have any money, mm-hmm. so they stole some shit. And so, and then we get fast forwarded to now everybody's. Uh, graduating high school doughboy's been in and out of jail so a few times it wasn't just he didn't spend seven years in juvies people <laughs> people thought that he actually went to jail for seven years for that i'm like, I'm like no 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 no. he just no, no, he, th- he, th- this he, isn't pennsylvania <laughs> <laughs> he went in and out of jail everybody exactly and he did a few stints in prison so i because i guess he was older than ricky and okay because ricky and trey is the same age yeah I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna assume that he's like three years older i don't yeah. know two maybe yeah and so he's been out, and he's been to prison one time. So it's his coming home party, and he's like, he really doesn't want to go back this time. He's like, you know, tired. And he was talking about how he was reading in there. He's like, that's all you got to do is read. And he was like, nigga, reading. Like, I, I think that was me saying that. Nigga, read, reading sucks. He was like, yeah, nigga, I ain't a criminal. That was uh, a cool one. Cuba has on like a tan shirt. Cuba, uh, Cuba picked up the the wardrobe from house party. Oh, he was in like a. Uh, Montgomery Ward catalog model. Who? Yeah, he was. A, he 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 was the uh, class act spin in the mirror. <laughs> and so he steps on the like, scene, and all like, the hoochies uh, <laughs> was just like hollering at him. And like, like I, he, he got dressed, and there was all kind of like wavy colored lines, and, like turquoise <laughs> in the background. Um, I realized that Cubigan Junior is John C. Riley because that nigga never looked young. <laughs> hey, some people are just born old. It's fine. <laughs> born old, and then like all the ladies, like, "Ooh, look at he how fine he is!" And I'm looking at Cuba as a young dude, maybe Cuba in Jerry Maguire when he was all buff and shit. But young Cuba was not fine, and I'm like, "Damn, he was just light skinned and he could dress." So hey, he had a uh, personality, I guess. No, he didn't. His game was whack too. He wouldn't get no cooch. Uh, well, he was nice, I guess. No, he was trying to do play. Remember, he tried to play. Uh, Actually, he wasn't nice. Yeah. He was not a nice person. And he wasn't a game. I mean, I, he dressed nice. He dressed nice. Yeah, he wanted to be a playboy. He wanted. He was uh, Bill Bell. This was Bill Bellamy's origin story from uh, How to Be a Player. But he learned a lot and became a better person. That tan shirt that he has on in this movie is something like that uh, Singleton did thematically because mm-hmm. uh, Ricky has it on later in the movie, and so does his mom in that recruiter scene. It's basically giving us something like to show, like, hey, this is like a person that's like pure of heart. Mm-hmm. So, um, and you notice that uh, Yo Yo's in that scene? In that yes. scene where they're all looking at him. Yeah. And Regina King. Mm-hmm. Regina King was in there. Yo Yo. Oh, this was star studded. It is. Um, uh, so- I said ill because there was kissing at the barbecue and they were just like sucking lips. And that baby was a terrible actor. And then we see some uh, classic jokes of nigga, you so skinny, you can hula hoop through a Cheerio. Oh, it's, it's 90s as fuck. I could drop that on kids right now, and they'd be like, what? That was a clown. This movie was a whole PSA for safe sex and wearing condoms and shit like that. 
Uh, they gave they give a, a impromptu health class of how you can still get uh, HIV from oral uh compensa- oral oral sex, and because Chris was letting dope fiend suck him up. <laughs> I should have turned the page earlier because I I realized I had more to my Mont- Montgomery Awards joke. Okay. Uh, if you don't know what that is, that was a now defunct department store. That it's went, that, what Sears what will become in a few years. Yes, yes. Uh, went out of business a long time ago. It was a place where like you go with your grandma and they would sell parakeets and corduroy pants. Mm-hmm. Used- and coffins. It depends on what you <laughs> Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, my grandma would take me there and be like, uh, come on, we're going to go to uh, spend 14 hours in Montgomery Wards. Mm-hmm. We're going to get you some underwear, a lawnmower. <laughs> <laughs> a new oven. And, and, a 40, and a shotgun. And uh, corduroy overalls. Exactly, and we're all gonna put on my Montgomery Awards credit card. <laughs> oh, and uh, and people got registered there for mar- uh, bridles and stuff like that. <laughs> they sure did. You can get plates and shit, and a, and a baby crib. <laughs> exactly. What Sears will be in a few years. Um, uh, Dookie uh, is wearing a pacifier, mm-hmm. and I, I finally found out what that was about. And I was trying to do some research in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was popular in the early nineties. Uh, you didn't know that? No, I, I'm like, what the fuck's up with this, bro? Everybody's. Yes, I I thought you I thought you were trying trying to find some African signification like you did later in the movie. Uh, but. Oh no, I did actually. Apparently, this lady said that uh, black men are in perpetual uh, babies and they need to grow up, mm-hmm. so that they got popular after that. And uh, John Singleton tried to make a whole movie about that entitled Baby Boy. And, oh yeah. And was was that a good movie? Let's watch it and see. <laughs> Cuban Good. I'm mean, Omar Gooding Jr. playing a thug in that movie. Awesome though. Oh, Omar is underrated. Yeah. Uh, see. So then we see uh, uh, Cuba walking through the street. Trey walking through the street, and there's like a baby in the street, and he takes it to the crackhead mom, and she was like asking for rocks or five dollars, and she said she'd give him oral compensation for <laughs> some rocks. O- oral compensation. Yes, and he was like, no, but Chris is over there. <laughs> And so we saw a crack house and what hella babies and stuff like that. And I got, I get it, I get it, I get it. But he was showing the hood. It was raw and uncut. And so then the part that threw me over the top of like, this is super ghetto USA is when Trey's minding his own business and like he gets a shotgun pulled on his face and then they laugh at him. Ha! He's scared because we pointed a gun at him. What a bitch. Mark. I'm like, but you pulled a shotgun on him. Of course he's scared. Uh, no, he's he's pretty unfazed and just kind of leave him alone. Yeah, and you wanted to say something. I like I didn't like that part because it was just a little bit too over the top. And then uh, you said I think it was okay just because they wanted to introduce them as uh, antagonists in the film. Foreshadowing. Yeah, that red uh, rabbit was going to be there. Um, there's a scene where uh, Trey is asks his dad to give him a haircut. But they're like the 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 online chemistry of father and son of Lawrence Fishburne and Cuba Guinea Jr. Like he really sunned him. That they, was the, they did. <laughs> like I, I believe that that was yeah. his dad, even though he was only seven years older. And they didn't look anything alike. They're like, eh. So he being seven years like seven years older in real life. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so uh, he offers to give him a haircut, mm-hmm. and uh, Trey, Trey's making some jokes and about him being a granddad, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Hold on, boy, you you been wearing those rubbers." Mm-hmm. And then he lies to his dad about some sexual thing, but he never got his haircut finished because he started his haircut. <laughs> he just got, he kind of got mad at him and he's like, let's clean up that damn hair. But yeah. Trey tells him an, an elaborate ass story. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. And which turns out to be fake. 
which lead me to believe that Trey wants to be uh, to make films mm-hmm. when he when he grows up. Because mm-hmm. either that or he's like a big fan of Red Shoe Diaries. Because <laughs> he 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 yeah the cylinder he <laughs> he told that softcore well. Shout sh- sh- shout out if you know what the cylinder is. <laughs> Or you or you had an illegal cable hookup box when they were trying to give you felony charges. Does anybody out there know somebody that got arrested for hooking up cable? Because I knew a lot of motherfuckers that did it. It was like back when getting illegal smog was popping, and we had to do that back in the oh man. Every two years, I had to drop three hundred dollars to get my car smog because it wouldn't get caught. Or I feel like back in the day, just be like a hey, uh, cable man. I got an extra uh, twenty on it if you hook me up with the shit. <laughs> so then, like. Then we start to fast forward to a day and a week in the life of everybody. Like Tony, it. Tony, Tony's playing. <laughs> I like I like that tran- that transition they make because mm-hmm. uh, Ricky uh, Trey goes to pick up Ricky and he slams his door and he's like, then he he tells him like he's like I just I just fabricated this whole last story mm-hmm. to my dad that I'm not a virgin, but I, but I am mm-hmm. and he laughs at him. And then musical montage with Tony, Tony, Tony. Don't worry about a damn thing, which I don't want to be playing in the men's locker room, but okay. Yeah, it, was, it was a popular song at the time. And then, uh, you know, Ricky's just thinking about his life. and uh, He's showing us he's a football <laughs> dude. Um, Trey's uh, trying, train. To, trying, trying to scam scam Brandy. Yeah, Neil Long into some cooch. Who was almost played by, uh, who did I say earlier? I don't know. Uh, Stacy Dash. Stacy Dash. Oh, yeah, that would have been terrible. Um, then she says, I'm Catholic and that's getting my religion because you're trying to get the skins. And I was like, ha, black Catholics. <laughs> I guess they have those in, in LA. Yeah. I mean, it's big enough. And so we uh, get through that. And then there's a scene where uh, Brandy's, he's on the phone with Brandy and he's like, oh, wait, well, uh, there's this, I did pick up something that I didn't notice before mm-hmm. that when the crackhead steals that chain from Doughboy during the montage, uh-huh. that there's a NWA disc. Because mm-hmm. keep in mind, this is in 1991 when Ice yep. Cube just first left the group. Mm-hmm. And so they beat down this crackhead wearing a We Want Easy shirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sneak dissing. Yep. Um, and that's a mortal sneak diss. Um, then we get to Trey on the couch talking to Brandy. And he's like, you want to give me some skins or what? And she was like, is that all you think about? He's like, no, but yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets a call. Waiting on the other line. Ha! Call waiting. <laughs> so he clicks over and he says, "Who this?" And his mom. And so he's like, "Well, hold on. Let me thing. Let me uh, let me click over and get off the phone with Brandy." Then he says, "So you can give me the skins." And it was still his mom. So he just asked his mom for some Gina John. <laughs> she was really cool about it. So he clicks over. He says, "Bye to Brandy." He's like, "Pop." Got a phone, and so she was like, "Who this? Who answers the phone like that?" And so she was like, "Let me speak to your father." And then he hands the phone to Furious, and he's like, who this? And I was like, ha, like father, like son. They both answered the phone. <laughs> so no matter how much Furious was woke and how much he was a good father, he was still a hood nigga. Don't, oh. don't ever get oh, a twist. Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't ever get a twist. He was a hood nigga. And one of them light-skinned niggas, he was just bringing down trim. Him and, you know, so. Um, they were like Birdman and Lil Wayne before, you know, money got in the way. And they didn't kiss each other. And they didn't kiss each other. Um, uh, <laughs> cut to uh, Doughboy's house. Hold up. Well, then mom is like, wants Trey to come live with him, live with her. She misses her son. and But Trey's like an adult now, and he's like graduating high school, which he really wouldn't live with her for a long anyway because... Because he's about to go to college yeah. anyway, so... Because he he was the smart one, and he probably already was accepted to... Well, he took the SAT kind of late, now that I think about it. He just took it his junior year. 
Well, I feel like it was kind of like it was kind of guaranteed for him. He yeah. he he wasn't really worried about the SATs. Yeah, he was just fucking around. He yeah. was like, I'll get a twelve hundred just for fucking around, guy. Uh, no one helped Ricky study anyway. I, I cut. I kind of feel like either uh, he should have been helping Ricky out a bit more. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe that's boring. I don't know. <laughs> or maybe like, but then like, this is the school system of letting Ricky be dumb because <laughs> oh, he, oh, he yeah. got great. Oh yeah, because he's dope at football. Yeah. that's right. Yeah. So um, there was we cut the scene of Doughboy at the house with all his friends, and he's yelling about. Oh no! But it's a monster pointing the camera, a gun right at the camera. Uh huh. And he's like, boo, yeah, straight off the motherfucking set. But we don't know he's playing Duck Hunt. Yeah. <laughs> Which is awesome. Because yes. they would be. When the the gang culture loves fucking. Everybody loves video games, all right? So when shit start coming out. Oh, especially when they start putting, I think, Madden in live. Man, live. <laughs> Damn, I said live. Anyway. Time crisis. I love the plastic on the couch because. That's the shit. And he was like, Fix the guy, sit on the goddamn plastic. Don't have my mom come here tripping. And monster, stop cussing so loud. You know my mom don't like that motherfucking shit, bitch. <laughs> and then she gets yelled. And he gets yelled at. Like, see, now you gotta go. But because Ricky's, a recruiter was coming to meet Ricky. A recruiter from USC was coming to see Ricky. So Ricky's dream was coming true. And like, he's talking to the recruiter. Um, he's like, yeah, you gotta take the SAT and blah, blah, blah. And everything was going right for Ricky. I, w- I want to see who made that mixtape for him because mm-hmm. he he puts on a VHS of like his his highlights from his football season when the recruiter comes over. Mm-hmm. I, I just I just want to see what's going on with his uh, his blurred friend in the AV club. <laughs> uh, Sing- a Chinese kid. Singleton, you can make the movie if you're listening. Um, but I was like, damn, Ricky' life is just about perfect right now. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> Um, I really was like, Ricky's about to die. Huh? I've seen this movie like three, four, five times, and I really was like, I had that sinking feeling. This nigga about to die. Um, then um, they they're got, talk. They're, they tell him he had to take the SAT, and so then they go on a <laughs> message. Message. So then they go meet Furious at his job. Comes out furious is like a realtor slash loan guy slash, yeah. and he gives out black people loans. Like, so he's really shit, and he's talking about business, business. Y'all wanna, y'all wanna hear something? And then they were like, "Well, furious, your question is mute because if we say no, we're still going anyway. We're still scared of you." <laughs> and Ricky is like, "I squat five sixty, and I bench about three hundred pounds, and I know you'll whoop my ass. So it's just, it's cool." And so then one of the coolest scenes that like all these all these points that he was talking on, except for maybe the AIDS epidemic, is still relevant today. If you took out the gang culture, this would be any black city USA. Yeah, he takes him down to the uh, C O M P T O N, and he gives kind of a lecture about. He takes him to this billboard that says "We buy homes," mm-hmm. and he tells him a little bit about uh, gentrification and and essentially where uh, the problems come from in in uh, black neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. And then there's a conversation between an old man and a young generation who's like, "Well, these these hoods are driving the property down." He was like, "Well, where do they get the coke? Where do they get the guns from? How does that shit magically get there?" He's like, "We ain't got planes and stuff like that." So that was a that was a scene. And so it was kind of like a unification of the the old generation and new generation, well, older generation and Fury is being the medium other than a huge generation because maybe, maybe we should listen to him. And I believe all those guys put down their gats and went to college and got degrees. <laughs> uh, Ricky is like especially impressed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trey's like, yeah, that's cool. He's like, that's I, my daddy. You I, know, I, I'm going to be all right. I hear the shit every day. He's like, I, I, I'm going to be somebody. I, I, I just I just hang around with y'all. 
Um, <laughs> I like when they get back in the car. Mm-hmm. I guess they'll be furious there. <laughs> but, I'm pretty sure they drove. And, but furious is I'll walk through any hood USA, any hood nigga. Yeah, he is. He's like, brother. <laughs> He's like, first of all, I would hate to shoot you. I will kill all you. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. And all these will be justice kills. I wouldn't even go to trial. No, I actually, will murder all you guys. I, I like that line though. He says like, uh, Ricky's like, I'm kind of afraid to be down here. And uh, Furious says, we got to stop being afraid of wrong people. Yeah, real shit. Uh, Dom Kennedy says that <laughs> too. So it's like you can't be afraid of young people. He's talking about going down to Watts. Anyway, if you're afraid of your people, you're afraid of yourself. Um, Ricky's drinking milk through the whole movie, like. Milk <laughs> stops bullets. <laughs> Wink. Hey, he's trying to get get his bone structure up. <laughs> yeah. He's eating the whole damn movie. Yeah, um, but he's like, uh, so yeah, where's where's the full doughboy at? He's like, probably out on Crenshaw. Mm-hmm. You want to go? Furious was way too deep for the nineties, but he wasn't at all. And so there's a scene. Uh, they're going to uh, the strip on Sunset. I don't know, Crenshaw. Yeah, Crenshaw, yeah. And that was really cool. That was I wish they had like really played up that scene. Really like that scene could have been like two more minutes of just showing how fun it was to be down that shit. Because that reminds me of the strip when uh the strip in Oakland used to pop. Like you drive down, like everybody on the side, side shows and just people just slapping, talking about bitches everywhere and everything like that. It was a cool thing. I wanted to see that whole scene. That scene I haven't seen that scene. In all its glory, except for uh, Straight Outta Compton, when they're driving down the street, slapping NWA and everything like that. That's how cool that shit. I want to see that whole scene. But anyway. It's interesting that you, you kind of gave a story about that, so I was going to ask you that. What? It, well, you, you already answered the question. What, what's the question? You ever been to Crenshaw, but you described something like Crenshaw in Oakland. So oh, that's, yeah, yeah, That's yeah, fine. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that, that's true. Like, that, every... every, every African American hood has that. Everybody goes to show their cars. Ours was with scrapers. I know you guys have heard of scrapers and shit like that, especially during the hyphy movement. But the sideshow was originating like in the nineties, late nineties, oh, early nineties, eighties shit. Of it looked just like L.A. did, but we just didn't have switches and shit like that. A lot of Mustangs, a lot of Mustangs, five point That's a town car right there. So they they basically they paint the scene in Crenshaw, mm-hmm. and we see uh, Cube, Little Chris, uh, Regina King, and Dookie. Sitting in Cube's car, just waxing poetic about life. Yeah, and about uh, God and everything like that. And Cube's in the most eloquently <laughs> ghetto vernacular explains why God couldn't be a woman because women are too level-headed and <laughs> to have nuclear's web nuclear war and shit like that. And so, but he said, if God couldn't, he'll be a bitch. And I'm like, uh, well, hey. <laughs> He's like, don't get me wrong. I read and I'm smart. I still can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also a hood nigga for life. When uh, uh, Trey and Rick, uh, Ricky arrive, mm-hmm. uh, some bloods bump into him, mm-hmm. into into Ricky, and e- even though uh, Do- Doughboy and uh, Ricky have some problems, Do-, Do still loves his brother. He's down for him, mm-hmm. and he, he wanted to see his brother as far. And uh, Ricky wasn't no punk. Uh, either he knew his brother was right there, but he just wasn't no punk because his big ass blood dude jumping him. He was like, "I'm still trying to find out, nigga." And he was like, "And uh, <laughs> another scene. Don't be a menace. Do we have a problem?" Do we have a problem? <laughs> and he's like, you always trying to... What's the name? No, he can't fight. So it was a good old thing. I was like, but don't pull out the gun first. He's <laughs> like, you know, you're trying to do the same shit. <laughs> and, they, and they laugh. They and, then, and then some gunshots go into the air because uh, Evil Jericho fires, fires some shots into the air. Mm-hmm. And funny story, uh, one of Ice Cube's uh, friends got into it on set that night. So mm-hmm. everybody was kind of on edge thinking there's going to be an actual shooting. Mm-hmm. And they had a van blocking off the street so that the... Uh, just in case... So the uh, camera crew wouldn't get shot. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, the singleton didn't tell everybody there was going to be those uh, fake shots. Mm-hmm. So that reaction of everybody scattering and running was genuine. Damn. That sucks. Hey, nobody was happy with him. <laughs> no. He's like, nobody he's, like, was he's, like he's like, man, that shot was great. <laughs> oh, those those are fake shots? Oh, you, you <laughs> he, he, I'm pretty sure he didn't even tell nobody. <laughs> he, did, he didn't tell anybody. They, they didn't notice until no. the, the final edit. They're like, hey, well, that nigga shot that shit? That's why I pissed my pants, nigga? <laughs> and then we see the scene where uh, Q was like, I'm getting out of L.A. You are. You are. You are. Just me. As, after they run afoul of uh, Joe Clark again. Mm-hmm. He's like, you probably one of them rolling sixties niggas. You probably listen to BBD. <laughs> you know what poison is? You. He said, I hate Whoopi Goldberg's lips because they black. <laughs> I hate the back and forth of his neck. Rest in peace, Bernie Mac. Um, so we gotta go there, and it's a great night for everybody. Um, Cuba goes to Brandy's house and was. Knocks it down. Yeah, he throws a lot of fists, and uh, we see some Hershey kisses. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And then it comes the next morning, and Doughboy's like, nigga, I was up late last night. I see you coming out of Brandy's house at the window, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I ain't telling. I'm still a virgin. You know what I did. Smell my finger. <laughs> and so um, I blame uh, Ricky's baby mama because she sent him for cornmeal. And she should have known the shit was the, the spot was hot. He didn't want to get that cornmeal. He did not. And I was like, he's busy watching football, minding his own business, living ghetto fabulous. And then uh, he sees this commercial for the military. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a commercial where like the marine fights a lava monster, mm-hmm. but it was a nineties ass commercial. Mm-hmm. Well, Ricky didn't believe in himself because no one told him to believe in himself. All he knew was football, and he just thought he had, all he needed was a seven hundred on SAT, which was I could coach up a seven hundred SAT right now. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, so. Uh, you notice that Nerf, the turquoise Nerf football mm-hmm. is the same color as the walls in the room. Mm-hmm. I assume there's some sort of deeper meaning there, like the house is built on Ricky's uh, hopes and dreams and college football aspirations. Mm-hmm. Nothing's going to go wrong with that. Nothing. So, Rick uh, and um, Rick asks, Rick and Doughboy get into altercation on the front line and... Just like they did earlier in the movie. They were mm-hmm. kind of play fighting, but this time it's for real. Yeah, and then Doughboy, the mom comes out and slaps Doughboy. He's like, why you hit me for? We was both fighting. I'm like, but Doughboy, you did start it. You, you did just <laughs> he, tee he, off on your brother. He did. I like how fucking little Chris is like, hey, why'd she hit you? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, but she, you did tee off on your brother. You you were addicted to your brother. Also, this is this is kind of like when uh, you're at your friend's house mm-hmm. and then they're they're about to get a whooping or something, mm-hmm. and it's like I kind of just want to finish playing my game. <laughs> it's like, do I leave? Do I stay? I don't, I don't want to know, but I'm on this level and I haven't never got this far before. I'm like, I'm I'm gonna stay. This is pretty awkward though. Yeah. <laughs> and so they walk into the store and then they see the guys that they got into it with, and so they start running. Oh, uh, I like how. Uh, well, Trey kind of, Trey's kind of coaching him up a little bit. He's mm-hmm. like, first of all, don't go to the military. Let me tell you what my dad said. Exactly. And if you had one of these fathers, you probably would know not to go to the military. And, um, uh, and he said it was uh, it was super hard. Uh, Morris Chestnut said it was super hard to film this scene. Because mm-hmm. he had to, like, the choreography was, like, dropping all the shit. And then make sure you run with your head up. Because he didn't want the squibs to hit him in the face. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it turned out okay. Yeah. And so, well, they get away once, and then uh, Morris Chest, well, uh, Ricky did, he doesn't watch any white horror. He, <laughs> he said, let's split up. As soon as he said split up, I'd have said, no, 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 
No, it's not split up. That's how people die. I'd I honestly I'd have hid. Them motherfuckers wouldn't have found me. Especially if they're trying to kill me. You ain't gonna find me. They're probably just hid in somebody's backyard. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm pretty sure she wouldn't be mad if they found out like when she got home with no corman. It was like, um, they were shooting at us, so we kinda just, you know, dick. And so uh Ricky, I guess he has to pee when he's nervous. So mm-hmm. so he take he uh goes in the in the alley. Mm-hmm. And he, but but Trey still shakes his hand. Like he doesn't have pee on his hand. <laughs> and so we see the intimate scene where Chris Tucker slides out the window and shoots Ricky in the back like a bitch. And we see Ricky! And then, like, Doughboy's spider sense was tingling because he saw that car and he's like, oh shit, Rick. And so they show up a little bit too late and he brings Ricky home for some reason. And so he can bloody his Impala and the couch. And then Ricky's mom blames Doughboy. Kind of right. Um. Uh, Yes and no. But I guess that was like metaphorical for the whole relationship. Yeah. But then it's like it was really Ricky's fault because he, he started she started talking shit to the bloods. He could do you think I guess he could just let it go. Mm-hmm. Well, it was it was disrespectful, but he could just let it go. Mm-hmm. Because you know how niggas is. It's yeah. like yeah. you know how niggas is. Yeah. Especially Paris, he just want to shoot somebody. Um I forgot to say that uh Trey got coochie while the ghetto bird was flying by in the house. That was hella LA. Oh yeah, that happened, that happened like the uh, the helicopters there all the time. Oh, like so, even the scene with like the recruiter. It's just like I guess it's like a commentary on like the 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 ever presence mm-hmm. of uh, police. And he talked about how they just like put a powerful ass flashlight through the window mm-hmm. <laughs> for the helicopter effect because they're shooting on a budget. Um. So, though. Rick, uh, Rick, uh, Trey goes home to get his dad's gun. And he's like, "Heard about your friend, but you know, any man can shoot a man. Is you a man with that gun?" He's like, "I'm a man without it. I'm a man without it. I'm a man without it." <laughs> and then you're like, "Oh wait, that's the wrong movie." <laughs> <laughs> but Cube, but Cube, Cube was clearly taking notes during. during <laughs> oh yeah, no, movie. no, actually, he was really taking notes. Uh, John Singleton gave him the script. And that's why he, he wanted to learn how to do that shit. It paid out well. Cube Vision. Cube visions need to stop doing Ice Cube movies and just start like producing low like films that might blow up. Should he, he should he should give some other people a chance. Like, like Cube, he, you don't have to be in all your movies, man. Exactly, and you don't have to write all your movies and direct all your movies. There's these thing called writers. Yeah, just uh, go outside. You can find some. <laughs> go to go to go to go to a coffee shop. There's just, USC right there. Yeah, USC's right there. John Singleton come from there. He's yeah, pretty good. Yeah, find another Singleton out there. This movie was made for like a hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and it made a ridiculous amount of money. Uh, like per dollar ratio, it made like more than Terminator Two, which no. which came out the same year. Damn. So then we get to see where he talks about he th- furious things he talks him out of going on a going to prison or dying, but he ju- <laughs> he he sneaks out the window and Brandon's like no, <laughs> and so they ride like, around like, looking furious, for furious. He jumped out the window, hmm. furious. Oh, and Furious did not go after him. He was like, "Hey, he's a man. He's gonna do what he's gonna do." He, he's uh, like, "I, I saved five thousand dollars for his funeral. I always knew. It. I always knew." It. <laughs> he's like, "Damn, you can't trust these light skins." You <laughs> cannot. And so they're riding around, and then Doughboy—I mean, then Ricky, then Trey—is like, "You know what? Don't let me out. This ain't me." He's like, "Cause you know the adrenaline wore off." He's like, "You know what? I'm either about to go to jail or die tonight." So. Probably, you know what? I have a future, and I love Ricky. Do you got this? He's like, you know, I got this. He's like, all right, cool. I'm good. I'm gonna go home and plausible deniability. All right, 
<laughs> Ricky, I mean, Doe finds the guys. Oh, yeah. That... Uh, <laughs> uh, Furious is using, like, uh, the 90s equivalent of uh, fidget spinners. Mm-hmm. Oh, and this is another Marvel thing. Oh, yes. And the other Marvel connection is clearly Thanos is going to pop up and say, like, those are uh, one of those balls is an Infinity Stone. Mm-hmm. Marvel. Um, so they they locate the people, and then you see Monster loading, loading the fully loaded, uh, the, the fully with the extendo. Um, and the lights turn off, and those guys did not see that coming. First of all, I'm paranoid always. Always paranoid. I always know where the exit is. I'm paranoid in your house right now. I don't know who you got beef with. I don't know who. I don't know who's who's uh, cat shot, shot eight. I don't know. You beef everywhere. Beef everywhere. So I'm always looking for the thing. I I, I know how far this drop is from this window that I'm sitting next to. You can never you can never be too prepared. Yeah, exactly. It's always pop off. I keep the thing on me at church. Always keep the thing on you, even when you're at church, because you know what? They think you don't have the thing, so they bring their thing. Some people don't respect Sundays. Exactly. I I rather be caught with it than caught without it. All right. Any hoot at church. I liked how uh, trade. Like, no, we we're, we're shooting somebody. Somebody about to die. So they saw the guys and they rolled up on them. And Monster is a surgeon with that AK. Oh hell yeah! Because he, he knocks down all those guys and then. Uh, this is not his first rodeo. <laughs> he, he plays duck hunt like a motherfucker. <laughs> he has the high score of all time. He's actually a national championship. So Doughboy drops out. And he had to make sure he's, everybody's dead because you know zombies. He's in uh, director's cut of Wizard. Mm-hmm. And so he can turn your punk ass over, and he's like, "Well, I didn't even pull the trigger." He said, "But my brother's dead." But my brother's dead. You, I, I didn't even believe, You started this shit, now my brother's dead. So you're going to die too. So he gets back in the car, um, in the most conspicuous car they could find, and Paula with monogram place and everything <laughs> like that. They could have got a Stoli, but you know, they were going to jail. So anyway. Oh, that car is in Japan now. <laughs> so. No, it is. Like somebody bought it for hella fucking money, and it's, oh. in, it's in Japan now. Oh, because, you know, they're hitting switches over in Japan. Yeah, no, it's because like, it's a movie prop. It's like yeah. worth hella money. The, the Mexican they bought it from. Because that was a Mexican car. It costs money to rent those cars for movies. Anyway, uh, you wanted to say something? So, um, The scene with Trey and his dad, I'm furious, <laughs> like the last one where he goes home. Mm-hmm. And they don't, they don't say anything. I thought that was tight. Because uh, there's pressure from the studio on Singleton to have them like reunite and just like hug it out. And he explains like, I got out of the car, dad. <laughs> but it was, it was better left kind of ambiguous. Yeah. Because, I mean, what do you say to your son? Did you just murder somebody? Do I need to send you to your, uh, your, your boy's house in Mexico? I, mean, I have the continues, but right in case your son is with that shit. I have, I have the emergency kit ready. There's your new passport. There's new underwear. Take the suitcase. I'll see you in six years. Mm-hmm. Statute of limitation. I don't think there is one on murder. Anyway. No, he's going to go visit him. He can't come back to the States. Yeah. So, it's next morning. Uh... Doe's out, and he was like, "Sir, the fiend comes over to Trey, and he's like, he looks different. He looks different now. Yeah, he's not wearing a hat, and he's wearing shorts. Mm-hmm. Oh, he just he he evolved. Yeah, um, murder changes you. Yeah, murder changes you forever. He's always down to murder somebody. When he finally did it, he was like, and then he just lost his brother, who he really really loved. They fought, but he Doe was more jealous that mom clearly loved him more. But he loved his brother, too. And his hopes and dreams was like, bro, I wasn't going to be in the hood no more. I was just going to be my brother's bodyguard because he was going to the show. He ran a 424. All right. Anyway. So uh, they're talking about it. Doe's like, man, 
I don't even mad you got in the car. You shouldn't have got it. You shouldn't have been in that car in the first place. Then he says the line, either they don't know, don't show, or don't care what's going on in this hood. I stood up and so clapped at that point. And admit and admittedly, I felt emotions when Ricky got shot, even though I've seen this movie thirty seven times. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's you still can't get over that. Like it, um it's like when I watched the 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 Tupac documentaries and shit like that. I, I, I wish every time I watch them, they ended they they ended differently. <laughs> I like, damn it, damn it, we're getting towards September. So yeah, <laughs> like when I see the 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 fight and and the casino, I'm like, shit. I don't know how this ends. I like. I wish they would just do a surprise ending at at all eyes on me. Like, and then he moved to Cuba. Yes. Uh, and then you know what? He got shot, but he survived, and he made five more albums. <laughs> <laughs> and he retired, happy to be kids. Like they can make that movie, and I'd be like, "Oh, all right, fine, I'm happy." And then throw a hologram there and says, "Rest in peace, you guys. Love everyone." <laughs> um, uh, this is tough because like Cuba never acted in any film, mm-hmm. and he had to. And then he dies two weeks later. He kind of had to. He kind of had to give like the most important scene in the film. Mm-hmm. He carried the film. I mean. Uh, and then the part of the crackhead was just to like break up his uh his ending monologue, mm-hmm. just to like so he could deliver the lines easier. So um, you said something about pouring out liquor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ice Cube poured out liquor at the end of the film, which is everybody knows like a black a black thing to like mourn uh, fallen ones, which mm-hmm. actually dates back to an African tradition. Nice, but also had double uh, symbolism because at the time Ice Cube had to deal with Saint Eyes. He, he endorsed him, but he was like kind of having his like spiritual awakening, you know, hanging out with uh, the nation. Mm-hmm. So after this movie, he cut ties with them. Say nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, this movie, man, fantastic. And man, I really I listened to fucking two directors' commentaries for this, mm-hmm. the laser disc one. Ooh, man. <laughs> and uh, Singleton got offered a hundred thousand dollars to let another director do it. Mm-mm, that was his baby. I really, I, I admire his uh, his vision. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't know that was 1991 money, so but my calculation that's like 40 billion dollars. <laughs> 42, but uh, yeah, uh, it was it's crazy on how many social issues that man talked about and gave light to and gave each of. I haven't seen there hasn't been such a great balancing act of social issues or like anything of its kind since Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> How James Gunn gave everybody screen time, proper screen time in Galaxy Galaxy Two, that was as masterful as John Singleton giving all these social issues proper time to talk about yep. gentrification, the uh, the AIDS epidemic, gang war, uh, being a man, a man raising a man, uh, safe sex, all that shit got Com- touched on. Coming of age, it's it's a lot. Yeah, reading in prison and shit like that, spiritual, spiritual thinking and stuff like that. Uh, the 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 brutality of everything, man. The three, the, three, the, the three, gap between generations. Three dimensional characters, uh, strong black strong black characters. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a lot. Yeah, he did it all. And then James Gunn. I mean, we liked Mantis. Mantis was fantastic. I have no complaints about her. <laughs> no one should. No one should, especially since she's not even a B list character or C or D or E. F probably yes. at, at best at best uh yeah all right uh you got anything else before we wrap up never wrap it up shout out to Ric Flair the Four Horsemen uh Shannon Sharp and Kamala Harris shout out to Sage the 64th Wonder for being the musical guest this week follow us on SoundCloud SoundCloud, SoundCloud. 
Oh yeah, that's the French, that's, that's the, the one. that's the German one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, follow us wherever you get your podcast. Leave us a review; it really help the show. Share it with your dentist. Fucked out of Trump. And uh, thanks for listening. Two up, two down. She like me? Nah. Maybe not. She think I'm a crazy god. Shifting realms as I see fit in hopes to change the way we rock. You thought I saw you as a friend, but that's where I fucked up. Should have been up front with it, but then my mind was clustered. Uh, now I'm here, looking at you salty cause I'm not your dear. I'm guessing that's how love goes in a realm that's filled with fuck knows. Heartbreak, anxiety, hard days dividing. We need to get this shit right so the kids will have their feels right. Not this stupid shit we've got. Social media's in box. Niggas rapping and say they trapping. But in real time they do not Are you happy now? You've made them rich And now your brother's still broke You'll hear his tracks and say he's next But never hit them real shows That's none of my business though I'll sip my tea while high in Italy Staring at that pic you posted this week While in City World we're back to you I really want you in my life I really do Kinda wish to say your name But that'd be a silly move Fuck it up.